welcome to Level with Emily Rees. This is music by Swiss composer Joel Schoch for Far Changing Tides. Changing Tides is the 2022 sequel to Far Lone Sails, which came out in 2018. Now, both games are side-scrollers, and they're like puzzle-adventure exploration games where you, as the tiny little character in the game, control this massive ship. And the music for both games, it's captivating, it's delightful. I absolutely love it. And there are a lot of really great water themes in Joel's music. And by that, I mean uh, themes like ways composers for centuries have chosen to demonstrate that music is conveying water. So whether that's by using the meter, whether it's by using a technique called hemiola, or just writing music that has motion to it to give you this um, feeling that you're out on, on the water. So that's what I mean by water themes in Joel's music. It's really cool, and I loved talking with him about it. So three different times, he we spoke, he was on his laptop, and, and three different times he got up to show me things, various instruments, a harp, a wooden organ, and a particular way he played piano in this one track. So so that's fun. You'll definitely hear that happen. And you'll see it if you watch our YouTube video. Head over to youtube.com slash level with Emily Reese. You can catch this and other videos of our interviews with guests like Joel. And please do subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the new stuff or any of the old stuff that we roll out from time to time. In this particular video, the famous Junebug makes a very rare appearance, almost unprecedented appearance. So hopefully that video will be up soon. And also join us on Discord to talk about this and other episodes, game audio, music, of course, etc. It's free to join us on Discord, and you'll find a link in the show notes. We do have on our Discord server a special spot just for patrons of Level, where we discuss upcoming guests and other special events. Please do consider becoming a patron of Level. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash level. All right, here's Joel talking about the music for Far Loan Sales and Far Changing Tides. Hi, I am Joel, and I make music for video games and theater and installation. Basically, always I make music for interactive media. Oh, cool. Okay. And today we're going to talk about the the two FAR games, FAR Lone Sales and FAR Changing Tides. And Lone Sales came out in, what, 20? When did that come out? 18? 18. 18. 18. 18. Yeah, it had different um, dates of, of release because firstly it was PC and then a year later it was PlayStation and Xbox. So it was... Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So describe these games a little, if you would, before we start talking about them. Just kind of the concept, what they're like, and then uh, then we'll get to it. So those are uh, two and a half D games. That means the whole scenery is made in 3D, but uh, you travel from left to right, like jump and run, you know. And it's um, it's about the character and a ship or a uh, in the first game, like a, a vehicle called Okomotive, and you are traveling through a vast land. Yeah. Yeah. And encounter different things. 
puzzle elements to it in some way. And yeah. y- you kind of form a relationship with the ship over time, right? Because yeah. you're fixing it up as you go. And Yeah. Yeah. And you said the ship is called, in the first game, is Okomotive. And that's the developer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get connected with the developer, Okomotive? I got to mm, to meet Don Schmocker, uh, who is the visual lead, while studying at the Zurich University of the Arts. So firstly, he approached me for his bachelor project, who was loan sales in a small version. So okay. I'm kind of on board even before the rest of the of the crew. Sure. Okay. So were you friends or he just knew of your work at the university? Um, our head of department had the brilliant idea. I was studying uh, composition for film and theater there at Zurich University of the Arts. And he had the brilliant idea to every uh, other Wednesday invite people of different fields into our place to kind of have these meetings where they could could come up w- with their ideas and tell us about their projects and we would form groups and we would make music for them. So dance choreographers would come in or f- film uh, students, animators, and also the game design department. And there we, we without knowing each other, we just uh, formed a group and hoped for the best. And wow. I would say it, 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 it worked out quite well for us. Yeah, I would say so. So there's, you know, this ship component, you know, you're traveling across this land in this ship. And, it, you know, so you scored both both games. The newest one came out this year in 2022, Changing Tides. And, you know, talk to me about the just the theme of kind of traveling on the water musically. Like, what did you, what were some of your thoughts about that as you started the music? Yeah, to compare it with the first one, the vehicle was becoming way bigger and and traveling in water is a bit more it's it's like if if you pull the brakes on a ship, it will take for two hundred meters until the until the ship is actually stopping. So there was this element of of not being able to react that fast and more the waves and the music and, and how heavy it felt and how big the world felt. That was that was were some thoughts in my mind when I started to make the music for Changing Tides. And I mean, I heard a lot of what we call in the music business, hemiola, right? Where you're doing a lot of two against three, like, or mm-hmm. four against three mm-hmm. or six and three, you know, and, and I felt like that was kind of a theme through both scores. Was that conscious mm-hmm. of you? Was yeah. That a, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in the first one, it, it, it was the, the audio, the, the wave, the wave from telling with audio that there were a lot of small wheels that are having a different tempo to them, but they all combined are making the one thing, which is traveling. And inside 
if you if you watch closely, you will find something who's going like this and the other one who's going like that, but they're both connected and that's a bit the same with the music. Different meters who have a big solid ground behind them. things that are disparate but that combine into something consonant, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and that too, a lot of the music really is very beautifully consonant, even if you're using maybe cluster chords or something like that. So tell mm -hmm. me about that too. Actually, when it comes to a harmonic approach for it, yeah. it's a bit my, just the things that feel right for me, even though I have a lot of music theory in the in the background. It's just it's just improvising on the piano, and if if I find find the sound to be appealing or to working in this field, I would take it. It's not that much overthought, to be honest, in in the beginning. Okay. And if I would would have to say where the inspiration comes from, I would say it's coming from impressionism. It's coming from Ravel music and Debussy, where you could always find dense chords that have a bit or even more uh, surely this this appealing appealing feeling to them Many examples of tracks in uh, certainly in Changing Tides, where you kind of do have these block chords that just shift, <laughs> but it's just chord, 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 and and that's really uh, effective in terms of you know kind of musically giving us this feeling of motion in a way, right? Yeah, but but also heavy motion and slow yeah. motion and being. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. If, if that translated itself through music, I'm very happy. Yeah, very much. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and and so let let's talk just specifically about loan sales for for a few minutes. The first game mm -hmm. from eighteen. Um, uh, you know, and that very first track is so beautiful, and then just kind of out of nowhere, there's this beautiful soprano saxophone. Was that live? Everything you hear in both the soundtracks is live. Oh, wow. Okay, like yeah, yeah. Every instrument you hear is recorded live. There's oh, wow. okay. no, no, um, no, no samples. samples. 
So no, who played no. who played for you? What yeah. Um, yeah. friends, mostly friends okay. or or became friends through the process. <laughs> no, uh it in the first game, I think there were six different musicians. Like all the instruments, I would say the reeds or the main mel- melodies, I, I'm not a saxophone player, they recorded, uh, especially also the overdubs for the violin and cello. Mm-hmm. And all the rest I tried to record myself. All the smart bits where you don't can where you can't hear or you, you you're not necessarily here whether it's a top musician holding the flute or not. <laughs> so what instruments do you play? Um I do play everything with keys and I do play um I do record uh, all the percussion stuff and a lot of like vibraphone, all, all those things where you can have an easy access to, to play. <laughs> and then also f- uh, I started for Changing Ties, I started to play flute and bass clarinet, but really in a, in a really b- bad way. I would record <laughs> 30, 30, uh, track, uh, 30, 30 times the same things, 30 takes, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, 27 would be uh, complete shit. And then... <laughs> <laughs> that one or two who were okay, I yeah. used. Okay. It's, it's also a bit my way of working. It's just trying out and then hoping for the best. Yeah, because there's trumpet too, which really surprised me how um, it was recorded so bare in a way. You know, it was mm-hmm. just very, um, you know, it's not like it was a trumpet with a ton of reverb added or anything. It was just, it was just this beautiful little trumpet solo uh, in a couple of spots that was really beautiful. Mainly the reason for it was that I recorded everything in my bedroom, uh-huh. so it wasn't in it was not in a big studio, but just at my home, which is one of the best tips I can give uh, to always record in a surrounding where you feel comfortable, and mm-hmm. if it's possible, make also the musician feel comfortable in the surrounding because you will always hear it in the recording. If you're stressed in a big studio where every minute costs like fifty bucks. I, I don't see myself um, being able to 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 stand up and come come up with a good result. Mm-hmm. I have some friends of mine who studied who are really good in those surroundings. So if, when pressure is high, they are the best. Yeah. When pressure is high, I am the worst. <laughs> it's good to know this about yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big process. Yeah. Um, there's a track called Sundown. Are you, are you familiar with your track names if I start shouting them out yeah. like that? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. You never know. Some composers don't even name their own tracks, so it's hard to say. <laughs> but uh, Sundown, there's a, there's a beautiful instrument at the beginning. What instrument is that? Thank you. 
It's the old ukulele of my father. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's just really softly played. And I think the strings over being played after 40 years, they're super soft and torn off. So it, it doesn't wow. sound that much like Hawaiian ukulele anymore. Yeah, that one kind of stumped me a little bit. I was like, what exactly is that? That's uh, something I'm I'm after all the time. I, I like it if, if you can take the sound as a sound and not directly know what it is. Mm-hmm. Also, combination of instruments who wouldn't perform normally in an orchestra or in a, in a small group. I, I like to combine them and find a sound that that I think it helps a lot the immersion of the game if you're not thinking about whether... Uh, do I hear a, tr- a trumpet or a saxophone here? It's just yeah. music, and then you dive in more, or hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, what was it that you just said that made me think of a, a, a whole other... Let me look at my list here. Oh, yeah, because there's a really uh, cool thing you do in Changing Tides. I guess it sounds like we're going to be bouncing back and forth between the two. I hope that's okay. Uh, it's fine for me. <laughs> with Changing Tides, there are a couple of spots where you do this really beautiful thing with cello and violin where they're playing in unison. You know, so you've got uh, sort of the upper range of the cello and the lower range of the violin. And I love how their timbres combine there. It's really lovely. Talk about that. Mm, it's hard to talk about it. It's a color. <laughs> it's a color. Yeah, yeah. it's one, of, one color on the palette that, that can work sometimes. And mm-hmm. also, um, usually when I, that just comes to my mind, when I make a session, I, I record 10 cues or 12 or something like that. And I will use seven to eight in the end. So okay. also these combinations, it's it's a thing of trying out different combinations and, uh, and the one that, that works, works in the end because I'm not yet as good to, to be able to, to, in the beginning, to have this, this combination of sounds. And I will do it exactly that way and it will work mm-hmm. because there are so many things along the way that, can be different, maybe the instruments, maybe the temperature, maybe the player, how he feels that day. So in the end, it's good to have one or two or three possibilities to choose from. And I think this combination was also one of the combinations I could choose from. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's really lovely. And at one point they're playing, it sounds like, almost with no vibrato, which is also kind of a mm-hmm. really interesting choice. And it, it's, it's almost a sad sadder <laughs> you know not sad like bad but sad like melancholy yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean string instruments you can th- there's a reason why they're used for for all different things yeah. that you can hear because they're so super versatile when it comes to mm-hmm. transporting stuff also as a as a percussion instruments they're perfect i i used a lot of violin drum drumming in uh okay encircling from the from this uh, okay from changing tides so like tapping the body and stuff like tapping that? the body yeah, yeah. Or, or the muted strings or okay. um sh- like playing like a guitar but with muted strings all the sure. stuff that a, a guy can do that can't actually play the violin <laughs> but has a violin in his hands and then he has to come up <laughs> what can i do with this thing yeah yeah <laughs> the differences as you approached Changing Tides? Because I know that the kind of the concept for the world itself was different. So um, how did you kind of think of it uh, musically? Before I started with Changing Tides, I was thinking about what what has to be the same that I that that it can work out for me, and then I found out that the process has to stay the same as we talked before. Certain things you learn about yourself that are working. So I wanted to keep the process with those sessions at my place, but I wanted to come up with a whole other musical world. And I think a lot of it came from the instrumentation also where different and a lot more instruments were used for changing tides rather than uh, in loan sales. Okay. Okay. I heard a lot more clarinet in changing tides. Yeah. Clarinet and also, um, oh, yes. I would say <laughs> this thing here was used in a lot of tracks that we're building up again what is that is that a little it's an it's an organ organ. okay yeah yeah a little and i i i I recorded it 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 used to be on uh not the cellar what what's on top of a house uh attic yeah it it used to be on the attic of of a guy and he had no use for it anymore because the original builder died. He, he, he did this after retirement for like 15 years. He just built this wooden organ. Wow. And it's a bit improvised, all the stuff, but you can see there's a, uh, in the end, it will have eight, 800 wooden pipes in, in this thing. And I, I had the, the possibility to get this instrument with a friend of mine who, who is also uh, here. Okay. Um, and we, we, we got it, and I recorded a lot of organ also for for changing tides. Oh, interesting! So what like a it would fascinating be heavy, and it's like ah, it's yeah. like the the the, the ship.
what a, I mean, that's a find. Like, that's literally a one-of-a-kind instrument. Yeah. What a neat thing. It's a neat thing, but it's also super stressing because it, it, it was a guy that built it, had in the beginning no clue how to build a wooden organ and you can find it on every corner where, where stuff is not working or there's okay. uh, air coming out of the instrument. So it's a, it's a love-hate relationship yeah. that, that we have. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Um, there was one track I'm looking here on my list here uh, that seemed like it was all clarinets. Turn? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I just, I'm such a sucker for, well, I'm a sucker for all kinds of instruments, but clarinet is is one of them. like oh my god you've got to be kidding me it's so beautiful because you know some people might not know clarinet has quite a robust family there's bass clarinet all the way up mm -hmm. to little tiny sopranino mm -hmm. clarinets so there's just this um uh, lovely choir you can create from them tell me about it i think that the nice sound of it was a big part of it played actually the clarinet player who showed up to the session with mm -hmm. a B clarinet and he also brought a new A clarinet that he, he bought, which is only half tone separate. They are nearly the same instruments, but sound completely different. Yeah. He was getting more comfortable with uh, Eastern Europe music, with Balkan, uh, like a uh, folk from Serbia, Bosnia and so on. And he brought this instrument and that made this track work actually because mm. one voice would be the the normal B clarinet and one voice would be the A clarinet and I think one voice would be the bass clarinet so you had three mm. members of a family um, performing to together and you would not have the issue of of phasing like when you use the exact same instrument to, for two different so that was a shout out to to uh, to the clarinet guy <laughs> the clarinet guy. you didn't play bass clarinet on that track huh no 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 no, no. <laughs> it's only short notes and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way oh it was uh, yeah very very beautiful um yeah again the and also to be told about sorry that i interrupt you not at all um for turn to to, to be told i didn't in the beginning i didn't thought that it would be a, a clarinet only track Oh, okay. I just recorded within as a base for something that I would make over it. And I had already in mind what it could be. But yeah. in the end, I, I, I was listening to the session. I thought there's nothing missing in my ears. So I kept yeah. it. Oh. And I think those are the also really important decisions that you, you make along the way. I was just going to say that is wisdom because it's so it's so uh, enticing or I, I don't know why I'm at a loss for the word, but to to add more just to, you know, it's it's hard yeah. to know when to say when, right? Yeah. And it's hard for me as well. I'm not often 
I, usually I, I record too much or put too much in, in, in a track. Interesting. I never thought that once through either of these tracks. Oh, thank you very much. That's yeah. really nice. <laughs> I thought it all the time. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. It's Well, and that was another theme I felt of your music was the openness and, you know, the music um, spatially also imitated the visuals, which is not an easy thing to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you had all these ways of adding space into the music, whether it was by leaving some silence here and there mm-hmm. or just by opening up the, the sonic spread from low to high or just all these different mm-hmm. ways of, of creating this vast space, which I really, really appreciated. I mean, the game is beautiful, and the yeah. music has has also the the. It's really important that the music also makes space for the picture because it's not it's yeah. it's two things performing with each other, um, and I uh, that's that's the main main thought behind this. And another thought is, um, I do like um, soundtrack music where when I listen to it, I I like to sing over it. So oh. like when you when you listen to it you feel you feel like oh I could sing over it. Yes. And there would be it would there would be still be um space for one voice. Yes. And sometimes it's too dense and it's there's a lot going on or mm-hmm. it's not possible but in the in the in the parts where where it's about leaving out space I I try to to listen to it and then sing over it and when it still feels like it's not too much it feels fine. And there were tracks with voice, with just a little voice in them, just ever so slightly, right? Just every once yeah. in a while. Now, was that yeah. you singing, or did you have yeah. other people sing? Yeah, that okay. Was me. okay, very nice. Yeah, yeah, that was a really nice, nice. Yeah, touch. I, I wanted to try out those kind of overtone things, like with and and yep. I recorded a lot of different voices, and then you would not hear the, the the overtones anymore. But in the combination of those six voices, it would be like a Huh. Yeah, like this. <laughs> I cannot describe it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you hear you hear four notes, but at the same time, they're still um, uh, my English words. <laughs> well, it's like um, when the sound waves kind of hit against each other. Is that what you're talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And the overtones hit against each other. It feels like like when it's really really hot, and you you look at the street, and over the <laughs> over the street, it's it's forming some kind of Fata Morgana. You don't know anymore yeah. what it is, and this is what, what those voices were making.
uh, one of my absolute favorite tracks, and, it, and that's saying something, one of my absolute favorite tracks is Rise from Changing Tides. And um, I, I love, again, it's unison melody lines. I loved that. Uh, and the bass is rising, like the name of the mm-hmm. track, right? So the bass is doing this upward motion. like this kind of 12-8 triplet thing happening where you're kind of rocking back and forth and there might even be electric guitar in there. I'm not even sure, but I loved that track and uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. It took me so many hours to mix this track because I wanted it to become good and after a time I hated it and I put so (laughs) much... So much time into the, not the composition, I think it was quite fast, but afterwards all the elements and to mix it and and the sound of the strings, I was never happy. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, for for me, when I think about it, it, I learned a lot on this, let's say, let's put it that way. I learned a lot on Rise and (laughs) uh, in the end, I I thought it was okay, but I, ah, I put so many hours into, (laughs) that's the first thought. About rice musically, oh, exactly. It's it's all the, all the things that you that you mentioned. It's the bass mm-hmm. that is rising. It's it, it is an an electric guitar okay. click that comes uh, like three four times when you're underwater. It's just mm. one step away from the from an acoustic sound, but it's an electrical yeah. sound that that's not not made up by me. That was used a lot of times before. The, the, the rise up I, I, I liked liked having the a melody that comes like four or five times in the game more or less one of the main themes is also in, in rise and I think when I composed it was in originally it was in rise okay. so oh okay th- that's kind of the for this melody for this theme it was the bone like yeah bone structure was it one of the first compositions you wrote for Changing Tides um yeah, I would say I think it was the third. Okay. okay. Yeah, the first the first one were some parts of circling, just the rhythmical parts, and yeah. the second one was the was the the melody and chords for when you first time go out of the you first time use the ship. Another one I love is Travel, 
This one has like harp in it. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, real harp, I assume, then, since mm-hmm. you said everything was real. Who do you know that owns a harp? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you have a harp? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but let me show you what kind of harp it is. Okay, I want to see. Uh, yeah. So this is the big mess that I'm working in. Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah. No, that's. And this is the harp. Look at that. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it, it was, and is. It was 50 bucks. It's an, uh, <laughs> from Peru or, or a Bolivian, Bolivian harp, I guess. And someone okay. didn't use it anymore. And you have to tune it here, but it w- would always detune. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing about recording. You have to set it up once and then you record it. And afterwards, a week after the instrument will not be usable anymore. It's not a concert <laughs> instrument. So, wow. uh, yeah, 50, 50 bucks. Harp. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, because it sounds, it literally sounds like a concert harp, you know what I mean? And I mean, yeah. that's a testament to your ability to record it so well, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I, I wanted it to be, to, in the end, it felt for me like someone who's really able to play a, a good harp, but it was me, but five layers. I, I yeah. record like, dun, 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 and, <laughs> and in the end, it, combined, it should sound like someone who is able to play the, vi- uh, the, the harp in a, in a really posh way. Oh, good, good. I think the harp part of, of travel is one of my favorites of the soundtrack. loved too the combination with I, I sounded like marimba or something like that or mm-hmm. um, you know and other guitars and strings and um, again mm-hmm. just another perfect example of the motion that's in this mm-hmm. soundtrack you know there's just a lot of movement yeah. in that track too you you said something about vibes early in our conversation and do you have a set of vibes there too vibraphone yeah i do oh my gosh amazing yeah it used to belong to a choir that my parents were singing in and okay and it was sitting somewhere also in the attic i makes me curious because it sounds like your parents are musicians too so talk to me a little bit about how your musical journey started when you were a young boy if you would Uh, my parents are teacher my aunts and uncles are teacher my grandparents are teacher and my sisters are also teacher I was in a teacher family where music uh, plays a role we were singing and playing music but there are no uh, professional musicians in in my family Oh, and I think that was also important because 
uh, I, I started to play the classical piano, piano when I was seven. And okay. I played it for three years and I hated it because my <laughs> teacher would always tell me that my fingers would, wouldn't be stiff enough. It would, they would always crack <laughs> and break here. And my technique was not uh, suitable playing classical piano oh. at all. And I wasn't very good at reading notes and I didn't like it because I wasn't good or maybe, yeah, you never know which way around it goes, <laughs> right. whether you're good at it or you like it or what comes first, but <laughs> yeah. a combination of the two, I wasn't good. And I thought, uh, of stop making music and then I changed to a piano teacher who would only do improvisation with me so no reading notes no okay. technique only two grand pianos to each other he would play I would play something wow. and he would uh, play me some like old jazz vinyls from Oscar Peterson or oh. Keith Jarrett oh. and uh, and all these these guys and then I I caught a bit more fire to 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 say at least, yeah. and then I was I was always composing I guess because I couldn't read notes. <sighs> I thought it takes too long, <laughs> but I want to play. I yeah, yeah I'm not that um, patient. I I have a I have a yeah. sort of impatience. Wow. So you I mean those pianists you named are jazz pianists for mostly. Yeah. I mean I know Keith Jarrett kind of. Walked yeah. both lines, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. But um, it, Oscar Peterson is one of my all-time favorites. So is Keith Jarrett, honestly. I love them both very much. I've had a lot of jazz in my life as well. So mm -hmm. did you pursue listening to more jazz? Is that also a part of your kind of repertoire as it is? Yeah. I, I, in, when I was studying, we were six or seven people in the, uh, seven in the class. And from, from all of them, I was the jazz guy. Oh, interesting. So, okay, but I wouldn't consider myself anymore. But I, I, I know a lot more about jazz and jazz history than I know about classical. Oh, interesting. Music. Okay, yeah, I'm coming more from the jazz. Okay, okay. I think these polyrhythmic things are also uh, you can take them up from from classical music, but a lot yeah. of it also from. Yeah, I'm I'm a big big fan of Tigran Hamasayan, an Armenian jazz pianist who is. Oh, amazing and and yeah some other musicians that I still follow yeah oh cool okay yeah so then when you went to university you went knowing that you wanted to study music I did compose uh, a musical in the final year of high school and oh, wow. then we, originally I was I would could have been the guy who who writes the play and another girl was was in charge of making the music but then she 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 had like um, I don't know how is it called like the musician's sickness where where you oh you, dystonia maybe yeah maybe something like mm -hmm. that and she couldn't write music and then I started making music for this musical and I had so much fun I was really bad at it it was the first time really doing something and but it was so much fun that I thought I wanted to study music for film okay and yeah. so then you went to an art school you said right. Yeah, um, firstly, I went one year to Germany for pre-college because I, I didn't know the, the computer technique behind recording and stuff like that. I was a complete, ah. complete noob. Uh, <laughs> and then I started studying in, in the Netherlands for one year, the bachelor's in oh, wow. um, film music. And then the school changed in Switzerland to, to a new study Composition for film, theater, and media. And then I applied there and I got back to Switzerland and made my bachelor's and master's there. 
do you game? Yeah, I do. What what kinds of games do you like to play? As I like to play soccer, I have a, a tradition in in those soccer games, like from childhood. But besides that, I I also do just love to play those um, artistic, nice indie games. Yeah. Like Summer Lost Free is one. Of, the music to Summer Lost Free was. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons why I thought I also want to make game music specifically. Okay. I even wrote my master's thesis about the music of uh, Summer Rost 3. I love it. It's oh, cool. uh, smashing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> and like inside, I, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Um, for sure, Journey and Apsu, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of single player um, games that doesn't take ages to 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 end and are just a nice something artistic yeah. behind them so no no elden ring for you no uh, hundreds of I, hours of- <laughs> i did try it okay. and i failed big time i knew that i would fail well yeah <laughs> as everyone did but yes. i failed big time and at the end i don't have as as i told before i am not the most patient <laughs> human being in this world I don't <laughs> think it's a match to play this game no that's true it's not but a good I, game but I, I, I see that it's beautiful and amazing yeah. and the concept behind it mm-hmm. there. I mean the, yeah I think yeah. I'm lacking I'm lacking experience in like 20 other games before I should start with this one <laughs> I have a lot of respect for that answer very much. (laughs) Um, So let's get back to uh, some of the music for these games. Um, Changing Tides, there's a really neat track called Round. And I don't, I only, I only listened to it once. So I I didn't pick up that there's actually a round, but there's definitely a lot of call and response. So tell me a little bit about that track. It's really neat. There's like a, a Lego brick in the beginning. just collecting all the instruments yes. from the first and second game and oh, put them okay. on both. It's like during the process, the two tonalities and the two music musical fields of both the games were collected in, in rounds. Like the, oh, it made cool. this round and collected two or three instruments. And it, like this, that was the idea behind it. It's, it's okay. a bit re- repeating itself, but there, it's, it's a build up. talking earlier about the you know the cello and the violin being in unison which is a lovely sound there's a a track where you do put them in octaves so the cello is you know Mm -hmm. a little bit more in Mm -hmm. his or her home range as is the violin and and that's really lovely that's a track called open sea um, Mm -hmm. that i i really loved the this idea that these instruments are together you know again so um tell me a little bit about that track if you would from the arrangement open sea was special in a way that it was 
nearly strings only. Also, like yeah. the other track you mentioned, it, it's not 20 diff different uh, instruments combined. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit a bold approach because I recorded everything in my bedroom in an overdub situation, so not in oh. a big hall and beautiful. Right. And to mix it and, and to get where I wanted it to be, it was also quite hard, to be, to be honest. But I thought that it, it, it was just best to leave it a bit open as it's called open sea and you drive <laughs> into the open sea mm -hmm. and i don't know i i like that this melody only showed up there it's a it's, it's a piece that stands completely for itself for one feeling and not for the whole series it was just this one feeling of driving into the open sea This combination, I think, in, in octaves, it's it's. Uh, I think it, it it's used quite quite often also in, in that sense. But for me, in, in this moment, the the deep thing would be the the ship, and the high thing would be the character, and they both together driving to the open sea. Okay, okay. I wondered if you had instruments that symbolized the character and the ship and and things along those lines. Yeah, it's. I think in my thoughts, I I, I do make some thoughts sometimes to to come up with with a decision, but I would never say that it's kind of a, a leitmotif thing where I where I don't do things that feel good, you know? Yeah. Because I just because I have this one rule that this instrument is is for this character. That's why I don't do this here. I think. Uh, that way I would still work on the soundtrack. Yeah. I don't think it's good to, to be working too hard on, on small things to, for too long period of time because it makes you unhappy and I don't know whether the small bar, bits that you're working on for too long will actually get better. mentioned too that you you know you really enjoy composing for interactive media so um talk a little bit about you know what what that is like for you and what you do enjoy about it i do like that the music has to react to to stuff so i besides composing i do love come up with with how the music works in the game like there's uh, there's two parts of making music for a game usually or in big productions there are two different guys who are doing this but as it's super small and indie everything is combined into one person and <laughs> yeah. and one is writing music the other one is coming up with how the music reacts in the game and in game music can react to every physical value that there is in in game so the yeah. possibilities i'm scratching at this surface of what is possible to for music in, inside of a game. It can react on 
the steps you take, it can react on wind, it can react on how the ship is, is in which shape the ship is, it can react on everything. And that's what I just love, come up with kind of in the mind coming up with three situations where when this is like, like that, this comes there and this sound yeah. is coming. Those yeah. kind of combinations I could spend uh, days and days with. And that's <laughs> why I also I think I, I like uh, the interaction thing. And making music for plays is, I think it, it is the yin and yang, uh, yin and yang thing for, for me personally, because I work alone a lot of time for the games and I do love it but as you can hear I can also talk like a waterfall <laughs> and it's and it's important to have uh, to have plays where you work with people and on stage as mm -hmm. to equalize equalize my life a bit to also have uh, social context yeah. that's also why I do a lot of the interaction thing of plays mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting too do you think you would have had like this love for music in theater without the experience that you had in high school? I mean, that's so interesting that you kind of got thrust into that opportunity in high school and it's kind of continued. I, I was acting in school theaters. I, I like to oh, play okay. as I, I liked to play as a, as a media bef before. Yeah, and okay. then I, I, I got away a bit of it. And it's just also a reality in Switzerland that, that there are just a lot of plays. Mm. Okay. And that have composers, it's just a, a, a market where you can work and, and earn a bit of money uh, nice. in Switzerland. And I do like it, but it's also, it, it's, it, it came by opportunity also. Mm -hmm. that's so, or actually, most of my jobs I, I get from other composers who, who take me on board. They sure. just like, I, I'm making this play. Um, I, want, I don't want to make it alone. Let's do it together, be on stage. And that's the way I, I work in, on those projects, usually okay. as a co-composer. So back to um, you know games. Did you did you then do the implementation in far in the far games? I did do the the, the whole thing in uh, F mode, which is a visual program where, where you can where you can design how how the implementation is working. I never touched one one line of code. I I. I'm not able to code. Yeah. So from the ideas and the way it was built up in FMOD Studio over to Unity, this transformation that it worked smoothly, there was also Fabio Baumgartner who okay. works, uh, works there. But okay. the ideas on how the music behaves, on when it changes and how it reacts uh, are also from me. I think okay. it's really important to make, uh, if you make music for games, you have to know how music works in games because yeah. otherwise there you will lose a lot of time that the, the implementation guy tells the composer, no, there has to be one more second of this or it has to be perfect uh, aligned mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Yeah, and you can, I think, miss opportunities in the music you make too, you know, because you yeah. can, yeah, yeah. And it is, it is a, a huge inspiration for the music itself as well. Like if you have an idea in FMOD how the music could react on the game, it will give you ideas on which instruments to take or what what kind of music to make so and if if one of those two things 
stress me or I feel like I cannot go forward a step, I just go to the other one <laughs> and then see where whether there is something to, to mm-hmm. be improved. Did you uh, do any of the sound design? Um, for the first game, I would say I, I recorded half of the sound design. Okay. And for the second one, it was uh, only Fabio who did okay. the sound design. We just made two days of recording also at my place where the two of us together recorded a lot of things like paddles in the bathtub and uh, <laughs> stuff stuff like that for the second game. But then we had just a huge library and I gave it to him and the, the, the final products, he took those audifies and made the sound design himself. He's a nice guy. You can also uh, ask him. Oh, I should. Yeah. Beautiful, deep voice that is perfect. And he's, he talks slower, but more, way more precise than I do. thing that I'm kind of a sucker for is like bell sounds. So if you have like glockenspiel or chimes mm. or even vibes, things like that. Um, and and even if you, you, you know, some sometimes piano can kind of obviously give that impression and mm-hmm. and it does mm-hmm. really well in a in a track called Half. Is that I can't really my eyes are kind mm-hmm. of bad. So is that the name of the track? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't read the L and the F there. Um, so, so yeah, tell me about that track because I, I love how the piano kind of tinkles up in the upper register there toward mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, should I show you how I made it? Oh, if you like, yeah, sure. I can, maybe I can go to the piano where, from my friend, I don't think he's here because he has to be there. I think it's it's a it's quite a common effect, but it's if you play the note like that, yeah, it's normal. But in half, it was just it was muted with the fingers. Can you see? Yep, yep. And what you hear is exactly that. And okay. then the p- position of your finger decides on what kind of overtone you get, yeah. and that mean, makes it super be- bell like. That's what what you said about the quality of a piano as mm-hmm. being a bell and. Having an open piano is quite important to, to fiddle around, to go through the to, through the strings, to, yeah. to also mute them and become those bell sounds. That's uh-huh. just a rich, as it is my main instruments and I used to learn it, uh, it's a rich uh, opportunity for sounds and textures. Very effective in that in that track, yes, indeed. And then warmth in the cold, and and I I, yeah. I felt like I wonder what I would have thought if it hadn't been titled that. But 
when I heard it, I was like, this music is very warm sounding. So, uh, tell- <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as I wrote that down, I was like, oh, maybe I was just kind of influenced by the title, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, tell me, it's such a beautiful, really just warm, kind of feels like a, a warm blanket on a cool evening, you know? What I like most about it is that that it is a it has an odd meter. It's between seven fourth and five, I guess. Okay. But it yeah. feels so natural. I hate it when when like complex musical ideas sound complex. Yeah, <laughs> it's just music for the, for the yeah. sake of complexity is not it's not something that I search or that also not search when, when I listen to music. Just yeah, okay, that's yeah. very complex, but it doesn't touch me at all. Yeah. So uh, w- when I, I come up with those bit more complex musical ideas, I, I I'm super strongly. Uh, have this urge that it sounds natural or, or organic, yeah. that it feels, it doesn't feel like a, a complex hick that you made in there. It's just yeah. to be posh. Yeah. yeah. And to, to why it feels warm. Yeah. would have to need to, to, to re-listen to it, to, to, to know what kind of decisions were made there, to be honest. And I know. It, I might have to re-listen know. to it too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I just loved it. But just the the title of 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 the of the cues were were given to them in the end, so oh, it okay. was not it was not that I wrote down now I will make music that is warmth in the cold. Yeah, so yeah. That's not it was not made this way around. So it was first the music and then maybe I listened to it as you did and I thought yeah, yeah. this could be that. So, uh, Joel, what kind of projects are you working on now? Are there things that you can talk about that that uh, we can look forward to in the in the future? The, no, there's not much <laughs> to do right now. Right now, I'm in a phase where I do a lot of uh, plays in Switzerland until okay. the end of this year. But then maybe afterwards, we will see. I think yeah. there will be coming something. Is there more you want to say about? Writing the music for for Lone Sales or Changing Tides? I think I got a beautiful possibility to work on the same level with people. There was there was never a boss and employee situation. We would mm-hmm. always talk as as equals with each other and they trust me. I think those two things are if you find them, you 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 will be able to make nice stuff. Yeah. Well, they should trust you. Your music is absolutely beautiful. And it was so wonderful to to spend time listening 
Um, <laughs> you know, really dedicated listening to it. So enjoyable. Um, and, and I'm just really grateful that you took time to speak with me today. So thank you so much, Joel. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Joel Schock and see a playlist, and you can support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Thank you so much to all of our current supporters. Check out the video of our chat with Joel on the Level with Emily YouTube channel and give us a subscription so you can get caught up and stay up to date on all of our new stuff and whatever we post on YouTube. Also, join us on Twitch. Sometimes I do live streaming of edits or gaming on Twitch. And yeah, Discord as well. We're in all the places. Come on down. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hello. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com. Made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.